Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I was working at a place today where they were getting excited about the prospect of meeting Tina Fey in the office soon. Yeah, that's quite. Um, that's genuinely worthy of. And I spent a lot of time daydreaming having Tina Fey as a guest on this podcast. <laughs> what do you think about that? How do you think you'd handle it? Um, I think I'd be brilliant. Yeah, but I'm not sure how you'd go on. I think Tina Fey would think this guy's got something. Yeah, yeah, and then she'd become the ho- co-host of Dream Factory. This guy has the chops. If we had Tina Fey on, would we then be a hit? Would you be more nervous if Tina Fey came on or Fey from Steps came on? <laughs> That's a, it's a good question. It is a good question. It's a difficult one to answer. Um, I generally get nervous around anyone called Tina. Though, so I can deal with FaZe. Yeah, okay. I'm what not phased by FaZe. What about Tina from S Club? <laughs> Big time. Big time. Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up because it's going to throw me off for the whole show. Hello and welcome to The Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules for The Dream Factory. They're so simple, the rules for The Dream Factory. I've explained them now 80 times. Basically, you send in film ideas. We send in film ideas to ourselves. Uh, We discuss them. And then one film, and this is definitely part of the rules and always happens, can be taken to the next stage. Where it'll actually splinter off from The Dream Factory podcast and set up its own independent podcast according to its own rules. I'm Joel, a man who puts the square in bloody hell. There's a riot down at Parliament Square. And across from me is John Harris, a man who has recently formed his own single issue party who are campaigning to bring craft ale to all schools. Hello, John. <laughs> They've got to, you know, teach them early, mate. Teach them early. Hot. Teach them how disgusting alcohol is and they'll never want to drink it again. Because here's the problem, John. Yeah. I started on Smyrna Fires and now I know that booze is lovely. But if you'd given me some sort of chocolate stout when I was 14... <laughs> I tell you now, I'll be teetotal. Especially because I think naming anything that isn't chocolate, chocolate is one of the, the biggest crimes in the world of labelling. The band Hot Chocolate? Although they had some pretty Actually, delicious riffs. Yeah, no, to be fair. They're probably the only thing that labelled themselves as chocolate that was equally as delicious as chocolate. Uh, why don't you tweet us? <laughs> A little bit of personal news. I've seen The Favourite. Ah. It's really good. Shall we pitch some films? Yeah, this one's from Jack. Flintstones. James Franco and Seth Rogen remake the Flintstones, but they smoke weed and it's cool. Very good. The Flintstones feels like it already has enough there to be some sort of drug-induced dream. Bedrock? Yeah. Rock is a way that people consume the uh, drug. Bloody, bloody hell, mate. You have to put the explicit tag on this one, aren't you? <laughs> Craft ale in schools, drugs for dinosaurs. That's my second issue that my party will be running on. Drugs, drugs for dinosaurs. For dinosaurs. Yeah, rock, that's right. Rock is a way that people consume the drug, but not 
this is, we're talking about the light marijuana drug. The, as far as I'm aware, you can't get that in a rock. The marijuana. Can you? I, well, hash. Yeah, because you could put hash into like a lollipop. Skunk. That's not a rock. It's a you could put it into Brighton a, Rock. Maybe you could make. Has anyone made? Is there CBD Brighton Rock? Hello. If so, there's a niche in the market there. I saw um, someone online saying that like they were in a shop and it had CBD hummus, but it yeah. was England. I didn't realise we were Mate, doing that. Have you been past the Holland and Barrett recently? Are they doing. It's basically become a ganja den. <laughs> That's what I'm saying about Holland and Barrett. What dip would They're, you? They've got more Holland than Barrett, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's good. That. That's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do... I'll, I'll have tweeted that by the time you hear this. <laughs> Mostly, this podcast is auditions for Droll's Twitter feed. And you'll notice I don't tweet very often. <laughs> Um, what dip would you CBD if you could? If CBD I could CBD any. any dip, thank you for asking. <laughs> it would be oh god, you've really put me on the spot here. <laughs> what would yours be? You must have one in mind. Uh, garlic and onion. Mine would be you know those choco dip things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, the white chocolate one. Oh uh, yeah, uh, they're delicious. Although I tell you what, betrayal, right? The betrayal in those. <laughs> that's another way of teaching kids from an early age. Yeah. Because if you listen to this, it's like I would say a two hundred and fifty mil size cup, isn't yeah. it? And it's split down the middle. One side, sticks. Sweet kind of biscuity, like a biscuity breadstick. Yeah, Yeah. but sweeter than that. Yeah. On the right, dip. Chocolate dip. Chocolate dip. Now imagine you're you're looking at that cup, you're thinking, okay, that's a lot of dip in there. (laughs) You rip it open and it's maybe half an inch deep, the dip, isn't it? Yeah. And it's not even CBD. It's not even CBD. What would you, if if you're listening to this and you would like to CBD anything, doesn't just have to be dips, uh, (laughs) let us know what it is. If you could CBD any available food stuff, let us know. Hashew nuts. Nice. Did you? Uh, there was a film called Year One with Jack Black and Michael Sarah. There was. I've never seen it. I feel like that's. And a I little... feel like I, I spent a lot of time talking about how great Jack Black is, and I wonder if mm. the people who say he isn't have seen that film. You think that it was enough? Have you seen it? I have. I swear I've seen it, but it was. It was one of those ones where like I was back home at my parents, and they've got Sky. and they put it on. <laughs> yeah. They were like, this is our favorite film. Check this. This out. Year One. Was that one from me? Yeah. Okay, this one is from Tom, friend of the pod, Tom. Hi, Tom. Once upon a time in the vest. He's given, <laughs> he's given us a synopsis. The main character just loves wearing a vest. <laughs> so he's in a vest for, yeah. for the entire thing. I reckon it's a one-shot vest film. No, well, one-shot film where the main character wears a vest, yeah. despite the conditions becoming more adverse and cold. Like Die Hard. It's like The Revenant, but one-upped. Because he hasn't, uh, got, a, hasn't yeah. got a wimp's fur it's coat on. Embarrassing, really. He's in a vest. It is embarrassing. Leo would have got the Oscar if he'd done it in a vest. Yeah. You've heard me say that before. I think he did get the Oscar. He would have got two Oscars. He would have got double Oscared. <laughs> it had never been done before. But I it... always assume that Leo hasn't got an Oscar because it was such a thing about him not having an Oscar. No, but he got it for The Revenant. Did weirdly, he? Yeah. Hmm. No vest. Yeah. That's weird. I thought that at the time. I remember thinking that the absence of vest seemed suspicious. It's, it's, yeah, you thought, bloody hell, he's done well to get it there without a vest. Whenever you, once upon a time, a vest just makes me think of that police joke that you say as a kid what's that what did the policeman say to his stomach oh you're under a vest yeah yeah it's good because it sounds like a thing that police say you're a vest guy aren't you no i wear wear t-shirts underneath my shirt well they haven't got sleeves (laughs) they do and they're string (laughs) uh i only really wanted to mention that one to mention that john wears vests (laughs) but i don't Um, tom actually sent in loads um, okay, so on. many, but I'm going to save some for another episode. Cool. We can spread his fame then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But we'll do another one from him. About hot tub time machines. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because the thing about about time was there wasn't enough hot tubs in it. There were nowhere near enough hot tubs in it. What I think this is, is stuffy British people in a hot tub. 
Oh, so they've probably got a vest on. It's clever how he's linked all of these. Some some people I know recently were like, oh, we got to go to this person's house because they have a hot tub. And I thought, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Yeah. What Just, did, you, did you yeah. go and cut a hole in it? <laughs> have you I've, ever been in a hot tub? I got a... Um, have I, you ever been in a hot tub? I must, in my life, I you must. Don't, you've, never been, you've never been in a hot tub. <laughs> what would you wear in a hot tub? Wet exactly. Suit. Well, I need to find if... Can you get waterproof vests? Yeah, a wetsuit. A waterproof vest. I mean, <laughs> anything's waterproof, really, isn't it? It just gets wet. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that's not no, 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 no. But clothing, right? You're not dry underneath at any point, are you? You know, like, if you wear a wetsuit underneath, you're not. Yeah, but a waterproof jacket does stop the water getting to you. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But it gets wet. <laughs> is it not? Is it waterproof? No, it stops what's underneath getting wet. But there, really, most things do. There are there are things that are truly water resistant, aren't mm. there? Like Gore-Tex, where it literally. So you need that. You yeah. Need to cover yourself in Gore-Tex. Well, you're fun at a party. <laughs> John, there's a hot tub. Give me ten minutes. Would you like if someone You'd went? You'd wear Kevlar to, in a hot tub. If someone went, oh, we're going to this party. They have a hot tub. Would that? Would that I'd ex- arrive in my pants <laughs> in a pair of speedos. <laughs> if you <laughs> had, a but t- I do have a very sexy body. <laughs> well, so famously, Joel records. I don't actually have well. a very. Se- I, I recently watched all of Shipwrecked. <laughs> yeah. Um, and. Apart from on the heads, there wasn't a single hair on that program. And it got me thinking. You want to go hairless? Do people know? Quite the opposite, John. You want to go hairier? I want to get hairier. <laughs> Are you not allowed hair on TV? I think body hair is not seen as a, a, a sexy thing. Really? Uh, but I think that. I think the. The uh, chest is fine, right? I thought the rule was the chest is fine. I mean, the stuff that's sprouting on my shoulders now is not fine. Well. Do you have shoulder hair? I've got a bit going yeah. on. How do you feel about it? It is what so it is. so wiry, isn't it? Are you glad to be in a long-term relationship with your shoulder hair? Well... If you were single, how would you be treating that shoulder hair? I think I'd about t- this a lot. I, I probably... I, I wouldn't treat it because... I wouldn't treat it because I'd, I just wouldn't get topless. True, very true, very true. Whereas because I'm not single, I get topless a lot. You're topless now. <laughs> also, you know, like... I'm getting hair on my shoulders. My hair on the top of my head's getting thin. Things are happening, Joel. Mm. It's just uh, a human I see, uh, so I see what you're doing. I'm saving it up for you're later. You're cultivating it. <laughs> Very clever. I like that a lot. So what you're saying is don't lose any of the hair on your body because you never know when you might need it. They'll be like, oh, is there a bald patch on the top of your head? And I'll be like, no, there's just a hair patch on my shoulder. Same hair. Just different. You're just Same looking hair. at me wrong. That's your uh, fault. What about hair sprouting out of your nose? How are you feeling about that? <laughs> oh, I need to, I, I mean, eventually I'm going to have to invest. Have you invested in anything? Mate, I... I've had one since I was about 15. No way. Yeah, uh, nasal hair. Oof. Big. N- nasal hair and gels, it's more like more like the 100-year war than something that's coming along Look, listener, what we're, tr- in life. what we're trying to say is don't compare your bodies to shipwrecked. Compare them to mine and Joel's no, hairy, hairy bodies. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, anyway, that's about hot tub time machines. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I've not seen either of those films. Have you not? No. Well, they're both about time travel. Oh, really? Good, thank you. <laughs> Good, that's good. One's a very Richard Courtesy, heartwarming British film. And the other one's About Time. <laughs> hey! Did it... hey. Oh, I right. should see About Time, because big... I like Richard Curtis. It's really I'm lovely. interested in Yesterday. Hey, how, how have we not mentioned this? <laughs> yesterday is the most <laughs> Dream Factory film to have ever actually existed, isn't it? What do you think? Well, I spent so long. There was a continuing theme on this podcast where every idea I pitched was, oh, imagine, imagine a world, world where there's not a thing. Yeah. And the one thing I didn't do is Beatles songs. <laughs> I did crisps. Well, I did biscuits, I think. I did burgers. Yeah. Eventually, I would have got to Beatles songs. That film, honestly, if you've not seen it, go and watch the trailer for yesterday. It is so much like something we would pitch. 
You think? Yeah, we wouldn't have put James Corden in it. But other than that, <laughs> it's very much like something we would pitch. Or Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Oh, hey, dude. When he says, hey, dude. Uh, I broke three laptops. I, I watched the trailer three times on three different machines and Does broke them all. Does it bother you that much? Mm. I thought the trailer was fine. I love the trailer. Oh. I'm really excited about it. But when he suggests that they oh. call it, hey, dude. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. <clears throat> Have you got another film idea? Uh, yeah, okay. What about this one from Rachel? The Favreau-it. John Favreau plays all three characters. Which one? John What's Favreau from... Uh, Pod Save America. Jo- whilst we're recording this, Joel's decided to angle the mic so he's got two in his face. Uh, I was really hoping that a third one would be present, but it doesn't seem to be in anyway. Also, only one of them's working. I know, I know, but it just makes <laughs> you feel twice as good. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It could be Olivia Coleman and vying for her attention is a US political. Oh, yeah. Okay. US political pundit, mm-hmm. John Favreau, yeah. and Happy from the Iron Man films. I like that. That's good. I've seen the film now, so I can comment on it and, yeah. and how it all works. So that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> good work. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, d- I don't know, really know like where else to go. I'm much like Tom, I'm going to move on to a um, another one from Rachel pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. A Star is Bjorn. Good. Again, which Bjorn? Well, she said Bjorn Borg. Okay, 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 okay. Is that Bjorn? That's the tennis Bjorn. It's the tennis Bjorn, yeah. He weirdly supports Charleston Athletic Football Club. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say he weirdly supported Abba on tour. He, um, yeah, Bjorn Borg. All right. He's a superstar tennis player, was very successful, very young, yeah. and then later in life sold pants. Bjorn yeah, Borg is a yeah. premium pant man. He's one of those ones where you have the name on the... Oh, yeah. you have, But it just looks like you've stolen a tennis player's pants. But I, I, had, a, <laughs> I had a couple of pairs of them. They perished in the gusset, mate. Oh, really? Yeah. After, I would say, only about eight or nine years of wear, constant wear. That's <laughs> how hairy it is down there, mate. It's like, it's like Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> I beg your pardon, it's absolutely not. <laughs> if you were putting those sort of pictures on Tinder, you wouldn't have much luck at all. I meant like kindling. Yeah, I know what you meant. I don't know that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bjorn Borg, he is, so he's at the height of his fame. He plays yeah. his tennis racket like a guitar and seduces <laughs> uh, a woman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then someone dies or something. 
Someone dying, a star is born. What about this one from Stu? <laughs> the Wizard of Jaws. Oh, I mean, that. Wizard How have we not of done Jaws. that? Because it doesn't really work. Oz. Jaws. Oz. Jaws. The Wizard of, Wizard of Jaws. Oz. The Wizard of Jaws. <laughs> That's how they say it. Who says Jaws? <laughs> that does sound like some sort of accent. My Jaws. Mom, my What's mom your favorite film? That. Jaws. Your mum would say that. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. Jaws. Oz. Okay. Jaws. Yeah, right. I'm into that. She can make anything rhyme. <laughs> what a talent. <laughs> so so there's a great big shark in a yellow brick road. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I guess. Mm. Or what? maybe a shark's one of the ones that has to like... You know, there's the metaphorical, like the brain, the heart, the. What does a shark need? If I only had a fin, and they've got a fin. What does it? If you were a great white, what would complete a great white? Little legs, <laughs> arms. <laughs> there's a street shark. Yeah, that is street shark. <laughs> yeah, the wizard of jaws is a street shark. I, I've had a lifelong fear of sharks. <laughs> I know. Anyway, should pitch another idea. Uh, have I talked <laughs> about that before? I must have done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like sharks. So. As a result, you know way too much about them. I know a lot about sharks, yeah. Well, you've got to know your enemy. Know your enemy. Keep your friends close. Your enemy's closer. Why do you think I'll do a podcast with you? <laughs> I think the Wizard of Jaws, the, the shark should be the wizard. And that's Yeah, that is, that's better, isn't it? Yeah, but so they all get, it's, the, it's the same film until they get, they get And then the shark the... eats them. <laughs> they, they go behind the curtain. It falls into a massive swimming pool and yeah. they get eaten up by a shark. And that's a good lesson to learn because it's a jungle out there. What about this one from Kevin? Tits, a wonderful life. <laughs> Kevin's a pervert. <laughs> is, it Kevin, is it the Kevin story? Bloody hell, Kevin. Yeah, well, I think we managed to slight, like, we managed to get around the whole grand booby pest hotel by making it like a massive boob. That was good. So, so what, maybe you're going massive. It's, it's part of the massive boob. Cinematic universe. Yeah, so it's like the prequel. It's like the whole of its life up until the point where it becomes this grand booby pest, annoying clientele in a hotel. Okay. If you know this, like this disembodied breast that we've we've started to create yeah, a cinematic well. universe for. How is it born? Um, it's a lab experiment gone wrong. Uh, yeah, They're that's... trying to create. It's like the next evolution of sex dolls. Okay. Um, it turns out that what men really what men want is a big boob they can lay on. <laughs> Everyone needs a bosom for a pillow. Hello. Corner Shop were right all along. Corner Shop funnel everything they've made from sales of that single into <laughs> giant really... booby research. And eventually they create one. It gets out of hand. Uh, Literally out. They can't hold it in a hand anymore. Uh, and it just keeps growing. It just keeps growing. And bigger growing. and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And it's by the end of the film, it's taking over cities. Exactly. Uh, well, thanks. That's probably what Kevin was thinking of at the time. <laughs> Have you got any others before we move on to Pippity Pips? Uh, no, let's go on to Pippity Pip. This week's uh, Pippity Pip is Phantom Fred. I assume it's about a ghost called Fred. Maybe it's the Flintstones. Holy crap. Maybe he smoked too much reefer and now he's dead. And Okay. Is that, that's never <laughs> happened before. <laughs> he, he smoked so much reefer he died and now he gives people the CBDBs. Very, very good, John. That's exceptional. They say that the sound of one person clapping is sad, <laughs> but when it's 100% of your audience, that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. And I imagine if people were listening to this on the tube now or something, they probably applauded as well. Thank you, listener. That's um, very kind. Okay, I'm into it. The CBD, CB, CD, CBD, GBDs. <laughs> it's good. It is good. Phantom Fred, nice. And he's like a talk to Frank style thing, but he scares people away from drugs. So every time someone's about to do a drug, he turns up and goes, <laughs> Good, very good. Oh, I don't know whether that would totally put me. Off. I, for the record, I'm not. I'm not. You know, you're not a drug head. I'm not a drug head. But mm. if I was to become a drug head, 
Fred Flintstone's ghost showing up probably wouldn't do a massive amount to stop me from... What about Barney? <laughs> oh, well, now we're talking. Yeah, yeah, chuck it away. Flush it down the toilet. Or Bam Bam. Then I'll be well, oh, terrified. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely terrified. Hey, John. Hello. Should we pitch our own ideas? Yes, please. Okay. Do you want mine or do you want yours? Uh, <laughs> I'll take mine, please. Okay, take it away. Okay, yours is? Guy Ritchie Rich. Film Richie Rich, directed by or starring Guy Ritchie. I haven't decided. Have, have we ever seen Guy Ritchie's acting chops? I'm sure. For he's a man great. that makes the most self-indulgent films, he doesn't really put himself in them. That's true. He just puts David um, Beckham in, in them for some reason. <laughs> it's a very odd thing. It is weird to do, isn't it? David Beckham's got like a, a an entire acting career just based on being in one scene of most Guy Ritchie films at yeah. this point. Very strange. Yeah. So maybe it's about like a guy in West End London, you know, mm-hmm. gangster type who is so rich from all his gangster shit and has mm-hmm. a kid who's like the richest kid in the world. Nice. What happens in Richie Rich? I can't remember. The parents go, it's essentially Home Alone, isn't it? Oh, but they're rich. But with super stuff. cash. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember really loving Richie Rich. Yeah, I remember the table was really big and they had to call each other with a phone. Yeah, and haven't they got some sort of um, Mount Rushmore of the family's heads? And that's where, <laughs> that's where all the treasure's kept. Uh, I think so. Uh, hey, welcome to our new podcast, Joel and John trying <laughs> to remember to- films. <laughs> That's actually quite a good idea for a podcast. Yeah. All right. You we start you, off with... If the, you're thinking about starting that podcast, you didn't hear it here first. <laughs> so I think what John and I need to do is a, another new uh, limited appeal film podcast. Yeah. What, yeah. How, how can we make it more niche than what we do right now? Yeah. It's John and Joel try and remember the early work of Macaulay Culkin. Hey, that's actually not bad. <laughs> I don't Stay remember. Tuned. I don't remember anything he did, so I'm, I'm there for it. Joel, mm-hmm. take us to the bridge. The Fast and the Spurious. <laughs> What does spurious mean? It means not not true. Oh, cool. Yeah, so this is about a guy who just says he's really good at driving. <laughs> that would be quite fun, to be fair. Because you could, like, it's like some, I'm imagining some sort of, like, geezer down the pub who's, like, you know. Well, he hangs out with all the other fast drivers. Uh, and all he does is boast about how good he is at driving and how he's better than them at driving. But his car's always getting repaired or, you know, there's something <laughs> going on. And he's got his excuses or he's hurt his foot. Basically, he never never does a drive, but whenever they're out street racing and Tokyo drifting, he's like, yeah. I could do a better Tokyo drift than that. I could do a better race than that. And they're like, well, we'll prove it. And he's like, no, nah, I can't. got to go home and feed the dog. He's always got an excuse, right? And then for some reason at the end, he has to do a race. And, and I reckon he absolutely flukes it to victory. <laughs> okay. I like that. I also, I think that it would be great because you could spend a lot of time at the beginning you don't actually visualize the races of the good races. You visualize the races that the main character claims that he's been in. Yeah. So it can be him being like, and then I like bounced off a wall. My car did a backflip. Very nice. And yeah, yeah. And you can visualize that. And then at the end. And it just cuts to him playing with micro machines at home. Yeah. yeah. Like the Lego movie, but in reverse. Yeah. Here we go. We're so good at making films. And that's the Fast and the Spurious. That's the winning film. There you go. Because I actually think that there's half a film in it. Thanks, mate. No worries. Anyway, we've sort of reached the end of the uh, the podcast, and we know it's the end, John, because there is a knock, knock, knock at the studio door. And entering the studio, it's only bloody man in a vest. <laughs> That's the worst one we've ever done. That's the worst we've ever done. What, John? John's not. John will edit that pause down a bit, but let me tell you, it was ten minutes long. <laughs> Thanks for listening. That was good. If you've stayed till the end, during that, 
I drew a picture of John. It's true. Uh, I love France and I'm scared of everything. That's what I'm saying. Uh, we'll tweet that picture out. And I would say that it's going to be a prize. But can, I see, yeah. can I see it? Is that your signature? Yeah. Your signature is almost identical to my signature. Holy shit. So when we become famous and people are getting like, and we're signing stuff for oh, our great. fans, it will just look the no same. No one know who it is. It'll be like, John or Joel signed this. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting news. And then they'll find out it's you and probably throw away the merch. Um, yeah, but what we'll, maybe we'll post that to someone as a prize. <laughs> I would say first person to tweet us the word um, biscuit, <laughs> we'll send you this picture. And, it, and it's signed by both me and John. <laughs> we did it on top of each other. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then... You'll be the best listener.